Welcome back, DMP Volume 30, The Big 3-0. Today's September 29th. Um, we're back for another jam-packed episode. Before we get into all things NBA Media Day, all things anti-vaccinated uh, NBA players, I thought it'd be best to uh, start with a little bit of Wire update. Last week we mm-hmm. talked about my introduction to the Wire, um, who I like, what I don't like. I was halfway through season two and the update. I just finished season two. Not started season three yet. No, got to give myself a break. I, uh, <laughs> I had some time at home <laughs> all last week. Um, and I, I enjoyed season two. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of a, a little bit of a break in between, let the dust set a little bit, a little bit, but good, good. Yeah. Very contentious uh, season from the, I'd say, fans of the wire but uh i don't know i'm on the side of i enjoyed it good i'm glad i I never want to uh ruin it for anybody else just wasn't necessarily my cup of tea i guess i feel like there was a lot of maybe too many hateable characters in that season for my liking so it kind (laughs) of ruined it for me um i mean i guess we can just get into it like ziggy i think ziggy is probably the most one of the most hated and annoying characters of television that i've seen i can't stand ziggy uh, also Nikki, his cousin really, really dislike Nick. He, he fucking stinks. Um, not a fan of his character or the actor or any of it. Um, but on the contrary, I do love Frank Sabatka. Yeah. I see you preface season two. So did Jamil actually that it was like terrible. And this whole time I thought it was going to be just like dry, boring, not much going on. So I can totally see how you can how people don't like it because it's not really in line with from what I'm assuming the rest of the show is about. If it's anything like season one, um, <laughs> I hated Ziggy, Ziggy, but he kind of grew on me towards the end. I kind of oh. liked him. I liked seeing him just like crumble and just continuously just like be a terrible guy. Like it just it <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> he, he murdered the duck he kept feeling the duck booze yeah yeah that was stupid i didn't understand he, the old duck thing i think it was just another scene in like storyline to show how annoying and fucking stupid ziggy is like oh yeah. it's awesome i want to be liked by everybody i'm gonna bring this duck into the bar feed it booze and then what do you know alcohol poisoning for the duck yeah it got to the point where like every episode it, it at some point it was him either getting his ass beat by someone and whining about it or just like doing his like whiny face and like hammer drunk and <laughs> come on nikki i want to meet the greek <laughs> yeah i will say i didn't like nikki he reminded me of like a, a poor ass like ben affleck type character like mm-hmm. carhartt wearing just everything about it he, had he too just much gets tube. all soft <laughs> yeah can't it, like dog his girl she was the cute little hairdresser, just kind of wasn't wasn't uh, making right by her. I wasn't a fan of him at all. He he really annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah, two terrible characters, but I did enjoy this season. I I liked sort of where it went. I liked the whole Avon in prison and Stringer just kind of going out on his scumbag tactics of going after D'Angelo, going after D'Angelo's girl. Oh, like, man. Dirty Mackin at its finest. Just Dirty Mackin. Like, I'm just like, dude, you're not a good dude. It's going to it's gonna catch him. Um, I didn't 
it's funny because like last week I was like, I like Stringer. And then that next episode, he just went all the way downhill for me. And I was like, oh, this guy's a fucking snake, dude. <laughs> he, he is a fucking serpent. He's a so you've seen, snake. You've seen the light on Stringer, which makes me happy. He's a yeah. dirty Mac and fucking thinks he knows it all college boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, Avon calls him shows. out too. Like, it ain't the business class, dog. <laughs> yeah, the best part. Like, this ain't macroeconomics player. Like, we're in the yeah. streets. <laughs> yeah. One dude that I did like a lot was Proposition Joe. I liked him last in the first season during the uh, the basketball game, mm-hmm. and he kind of gets more and more of a character within the second season. And I liked him. I thought one he has a great name. Anytime you just have a word in front of Joe. I, it's just it's just perfect so and you can shorten it to prop joe he's prop joe he's just like he's just that guy i like them yeah prop joe's great he brings people together he's all about uh anytime he wants to make a deal with somebody i got a proposition for you he's, yeah <laughs> he's always looking over his glasses in the antique shop like he's he's awesome big fan of prop joe yeah i uh just little sprinkles of omar were great Going after mm. uh brother moves on or whatever that guy's name is the uh brother moves on the hitman brother moves on yeah <laughs> so uh, what did you think of uh of the uh, flower arrangement that Bodie got for D'Angelo's funeral <laughs> that was great that was a good scene where he's like trying to like <laughs> act like it's not about for someone that just died right. like with this crew and you're just like and then the, the flower dude is fine just like I know what you want <laughs> back say no more. <laughs> I want them to look like two. So you want me to put flower arrangements that look like project towers? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. All right. Say no say more. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. I was pretty sad when they when they murdered um, when uh, Stringer put the hit out on D'Angelo. I was pretty bummed about that. I know he was a liability and something had to be done about him. Um, but that one kind of fucked me up. I was also a little bit bummed that in season two they didn't go into more of like the prison stuff. Just because I find that kind of shit like fascinating, like the inner workings of jail and prisons. And I mean, you got um, Weebay up in there. You've got D- uh, D'Angelo was in there. You got Avon up in there. I just feel like they could have done a lot more with the whole prison setting than they did. Although I did love when they got that CO wrapped up for uh, for having uh, like hair on in his car. Oh, yeah. They're like putting it in little Hall's packets. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a great scene. So yeah. so Avon could get a, a plea deal and get out quicker. I love how this like the second Avon's in, he's just like he's just a man already in prison, no problems, yeah. running shit, dealing drugs Eat, already, <laughs> eating, eating KFC. Eating KFC. <laughs> you got to get in this man. <laughs> yeah, you want some of this dog? Yeah, Avon's not fucking with the slop trays. He gets KFC yeah. six pieces for sure. I'm, I agree with you on the prison piece, but. I don't know. I'm always I'm always intrigued by like union stuff, just union drama. I find that mm. to be super interesting. There's always some sort of shady work going on. Um, yeah. You mix unions and Russians, and like I'm all for it. Like I thought that was great. And then Sabaka just going down with his name, with his union. The the uh, what's the word? IBS. The Stevedores. The Stevedores. Yeah, Stevedores. <laughs> yeah, IBS. International Brotherhood of Stevedores. I also love one of my favorite parts of that was the um, uh, the Sabatka Valchek rivalry that ensued oh, yeah, in that season. Yeah. Valchek fucking hated him. Also, that was your first introduction to Stan Valchek. What What are your thoughts? 
Pres Baluki's uh, father-in-law. I like when Pres gave him a nice little uh, shot to the chin. Right, <laughs> right in the kisser. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Pres Baluski or Belushi has been uh he's come a long way. I must say, I didn't. His first couple episodes, he was the worst character in the show, and then you just kind of yeah, figure out beating up fucking kids in the projects, like yeah, pistol whipping them, making them go blind. He's he was terrible, but. Yeah. He definitely goes a ways to redeem himself in the next few seasons. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> this could just be like the, uh, a thing of the times or like a Baltimore thing, but I, I told you or telling you and Jamil about this, but I love when they're like, this guy over here, he's good police. He's a good, <laughs> he's good police. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they owe it, especially uh, Lester Freeman, who I forgot to mention in my, in the last episode, is very much so at the top of my favorite characters in this show. I mm-hmm. think. Lester Freeman is just an unbelievable detective and just a, a, a great character for the entire show. But he is good a big police. police guy. Oh, he's good police. That was his uh his whole plea with uh Rawls from McNulty. I got he you might hate his guts, but he's good police. He's good police, good goddamn police. Yeah, that was also when uh because in season two it started with with McNulty on the docks. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was on the docks for... He's on the boat. More for, than half of the, the the season. Okay, and then he finally... When he's... When McDulty is pissed drunk with Bunk, and and he's like, oh, be, I'd give anything to be on that case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck up, McDulty. Go get hammered. Go yeah, drink your he's, like, he's doing his, like, sad shit. <laughs> yeah. I think McNulty is just, back out there. Yeah. I need a good case to sink my teeth into. He's just yeah. too much of a of a whiny, self-involved fucking sourpuss for me. Everything is about McNulty, McNulty's case. Yeah, I just can't stand Jimmy. He's just a detective. He's not that great. <laughs> he's not good at all. But he's a classic. <laughs> he's a, uh, he's a classic uh, detective or cop that doesn't play by the rules. And every show from late nineties to two thousand ten, you always need one. So. It's true. Enter in the ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, but I'm excited for season three. I don't know what the hell is happening next. Um, all I'm going to say that is your favorite season. So this one is, is kind of contentious as well. I feel like the overwhelming oh majority of people that I talk to season three is their favorite season of the whole show. I love season three. I would probably say season four is my favorite. Okay. I, I think three is fantastic, but for me, I, I think I like four a little bit better. All right. So well, I'm stoked to the you're in for a treat. Keep it. Yeah. I would say the next two seasons, three and four, are standalone, like just in a vacuum. Those are two of my favorite uh like television seasons of all time, along with like Soprano season two. I would say wire season three and four are up there with that. With Richie April. Is that with Richie April? Yeah. <laughs> Just watch I'm that the old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm pumped for you. Whenever you start season three, we'll pick this back up on the show and do a little recap and update. I think it's fun. Um, also, you met in this season, uh, Cuddy. Am I correct? Dude that was in prison and then and then uh, got out. Who's a part of Avon's crew, kind of? No, I don't think I met Cuddy. Oh, you know what? Cuddy probably comes next season. I yeah, I haven't met Cuddy. No. Okay. You'll see. Yeah, you're right. He does come. 
he does come next season. God damn. Now that I'm thinking about it, season three was fucking fire. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) It's a good one. It is a good one. I'm pumped. Um, What I'm not pumped for is Mm. NBA players, specifically max NBA players that refuse to um, get vaccinated and are subject to missing half of the season, specifically Andrew Wiggins. Um, So we've known for probably about a month, I would say, that Wiggins is probably one of the only, not probably, he is the only Warriors player that's unvaccinated. And he's taking this stance of it's my personal business. I need to see more information. Um, insert the next excuse everybody uses. Um, moral decision. Moral decision. I'm healthy. It's all that bullshit. Um, yep. SF and New York are the only cities that are requiring indoor places to have vaccinated people only. So it puts the Warriors at risk. It puts the Nets at risk and the Knicks at risk. Um, we'll get into Kyrie later, but Wiggins and tried to. The that? Knicks are 100% vaccinated. Good for them. The whole the ninety percent of the league is vaccinated, which is good to see. Yep. Um, it's unfortunate they can't celebrate that because everybody's playing damage control with like the remaining ten percent, and those ten percent are fucking obnoxious. But yep. Wiggins tried to take a religious exemption. SF City said no, so I think he has till October thirteenth to nice. get vaccinated, or he's screwed. He can't play forty one games this year. Potentially yeah, he more only needs, if we're going to New York. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that'll be a, two extra games at least. Um, mm-hmm. But he um, – what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so the, the date that you just mentioned, October 13th, he only needs the first dose by right. October 13th. So hopefully within the next two weeks they can be in his ear enough and he'll change his mind. We'll see. So today was media day and not a thing about basketball was discussed. Um, of course not. Across the league. Um, NBA is not about basketball. It's just about obnoxious drama. Um, and the Story day started lines. with Kyrie coming from his home, refusing media day, but still taking questions. It seemed like, which I didn't really get um, mm-hmm. just not showing up to media day, but being in his, his like his study of his home and still took questions um i mean we've all heard it it's just it's the classic it's private it's my it's my business um i don't need to tell you anything over the weekend we got that really interesting uh rolling stone um article where he had a quote saying or not that he did but the quote in the story was saying irving who serves as the vice president on the executive committee of the players union recently started following and liking instagram posts from a conspiracy theorist who claims that secret societies are implanting vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer for quotes, a plan of Satan. This Moderna microchip misinformation campaign has spread across multiple NBA locker rooms and group chats, according to several of the dozen plus current players, hall of famers, league executives, arena workers, and virologists interviewed for this story over the past week. Secret societies are implanting vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer. 
for a plan of Satan. <laughs> Give me a fucking break, dog. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. We gave Kyrie credit probably, what, eight months ago for, mm. you know, going to his sister's birthday and taking PTO. But I give absolutely zero credit. I get no breaks on my side. It's I'd get it if he if if he had some reasoning outside of just it's personal, it's private, it's none of your business. Next question. Like, tell us why. Just fucking tell us why you don't want to get it. Let us take that in. Be understandable if it's something of value. All this means is just bullshit. He's just bullshitting his way for he doesn't want to get it. Sure. Good job on you. You're so powerful and, and smart and, and useful. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's perfectly in, in brand with Kyrie or on brand with him. Um, but here we are. Did these motherfuckers know that they had to get a polio vaccine to get into school when they were kids? No, they only trusted. Um, They're waiting for more data. They're still waiting yeah. for data. Yeah, yeah. No. It's been uh, it's been available for to the general public since I don't know what March March of this year. There's been multiple testimonials, studies, statistics, what have you. They've put them in contact with the best doctors, the most relatable doctors, to relay the content in a digestible form. And they're still saying that they don't have the correct data or they're not trusting it, like. I don't know, dude. Speaking of, Kareem uh, was mentioned in that Rolling Stone article. And I think Kareem probably had one of the better quotes regarding the vaccines that I've seen. Um, and this is the, the quote from Kareem. And it says, the NBA should insist that all players and staff are vaccinated or remove them from the team. There is no room for players who are willing to risk the health and lives of their teammates, the staff, and the fans simply because they're unable to grasp the seriousness of the situation or do the necessary research. What I find especially disingenuous about the vaccine deniers is their arrogance at disbelieving in immunology and other medical experts. Yet, if their child was sick or they themselves needed emergency medical treatment, how quickly would they do exactly what those same experts told them to do? Period. Thank you, Kareem. <laughs> Kareem from, from the fucking rafters. Don't know how they got him uh, in on this article, but I he's love a big it. I advocate for it, so I'm sure I was going like, to say I need yeah. to talk about it. I think he got filmed getting his vaccine like when they were first available because I think he was age um, age appropriate to receive it. So I do love to see that the the OGs like that, somebody who is well respected in the community. I wish that it would go a longer way than it is. Obviously, it still doesn't change the opinion of, of a few of them, mm -hmm. um, but I, I do love that. Kareem is, is dropping this knowledge on, on the masses. Yeah. It's, and that's kind of what I've been thinking of, like what it like at this point, it's not going to take anything. Like nothing's going to work. I don't think. Um, I mean, Kyrie's saying, you know, there's people that have been studying this for 12 years. That's not enough time. Moderate, you know, people have been using natural cures for hundreds of years. Like why would I believe scientists today? And it's like, dude, you're getting your knee busted up every single year. You're going under the knife. You're getting surgery. You're taking pain pills. You don't know what the fuck's in those things. You don't mm -hmm. know or care. You just want to get healthy. But now you're 
smarter than the scientists. You don't believe in it. So next time it's like use, you know, natural things to get your, you know, <laughs> broken kneecap healed and shit like that. Like, yeah. And it's, and to, to, to quote, like, I mean, we're kind of jumping back between Wiggins and Kyrie, but That's right. they're even after they're trying to get like, Wiggins to you know come out or budge off of like financial questions and he's like that's my problem not yours good answer but like dude it's you're gonna forfeit like 10 million dollars this year by missing over half the season you are really fucking up the Warriors chances to contend um I think it's going to be like 23 million. It's it's up there that he would lose. He would lose half his game checks, more than half, because he can't yeah. play at home and he can't play in New York. It's terrible. Uh, he was God quoted, forbid they make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He was quoted today media day saying, back is definitely against the wall. I'm going to keep fighting for what I believe. What's right to one person isn't right to the other and vice versa. And our, um, well, what should we call uh, Mr. Trill Withers? One of our uh, people we look up to on the internet had a fa- <laughs> fantastic tweet, quote tweeting that and said, he talking like he Nelson Mandela, give me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> Going to keep fighting for what I believe. Come on, dog. Are you kidding me? I mean, I wish this he shows this silly. passion on the basketball court because this is the most I've ever heard him talk. This is the most I've ever heard him take any sort of a stance. Yep. Um, and it's, again, it's so perfectly Andrew Wiggins. One person we haven't talked about that I thought might have some of the worst quotes of this whole Talking last Isaac? like four or five days. No, not even him. Brad Beal. So oh. Brad Beal was on his high horse today doing that thing where rather than giving like any sort of answers to anything, you kind of have this shit eating grin on your face and you're just trying to play this game of like gotcha mm-hmm. um, and sort of flipping back questions on the person asking you about why you're not vaccinated. So some of his great quotes today were, um, you know, they would ask, you know, why aren't you vaccinated, Brad? And he goes, I would ask a question to those who are getting vaccinated. Why are you still getting COVID? You know, they say, and then it goes in this whole, like they say it's supposed to prevent you from the hospital, but you're still getting it. And it has that look on his face where he's like, oh, I'm getting you back. Like, it's like the, the, um, the dunking on version of just being like, who's i'm smarter than you i'm smarter than you it's like well why are you still getting it he even went on to say because he got COVID over the olympics he didn't play in the olympics because he got COVID. i hope he yeah. doesn't get a gold medal because of it but <laughs> they asked him was like hey brad you didn't play in the olympics because of COVID. what do you think of that and he goes i didn't get sick at all i lost my smell that's it you lost one of your senses due to this and you think that's okay that is a brain malfunction you are not. You're not okay. You are not okay. Sickness is not just a cough and a fever, dog. Like you are, like yeah. that has effects on you. But yeah, not you're still mention, like. No go. Yeah, I was gonna say not to mention we don't know the long-lasting effects of it for the people that have had COVID. I've heard people saying, "Oh, I have a sensation of uh, blood falling down my leg that I've had since I got COVID and beat it." There's just so many ridiculous long-lasting effects from this virus that we don't know how long they're going to last yeah sure i mean shit, jason tatum it. he was one of the first to be like yeah i i'm still like all last year he's like i am still struggling with this i've yep now use an inhaler like my brain's foggy it's taking me way longer than i expected to get back to this 
mm-hmm. like Carl Anthony Towns, who we'll talk about in a second. Sheesh. Um, he got COVID over the summer and he considered taking away time from basketball. He was down for three weeks. He had bad fever and this and that. And it's like, not to mention like the anxiety and depression that came with that because that's the virus that killed his mother. Right. And then you got fucking assholes like Brad Beal being like, you can still get it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. Spare me with that lame ass yeah. rebuttal. One, uh, <laughs> like I get it. And <laughs> it just, it's, it happened in the NFL training camp. What? Three months ago with like Cole Beasley and DeAndre Hopkins and all this shit. And it's like, these motherfuckers say nothing all year about anything that has to do with their body. Carson Wentz even said about his two ankle injuries, I'm going to take my time and listen to what the doctors recommend and go from there. But you ask him, hey, are you getting vaccinated? It's a personal choice. I need more research. I don't trust the data. Like, come on, dude. (laughs) You think these fucking scientists and doctors are lying to you? People that have gone this far to get obtain these degrees and put in this much work and have a certain like moral code. You think these are the people that are going to lie to you? Like, I don't know. The, yeah. the whole like conspiracy theory bullshit. I, I got no time for that. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't even want to hear it. Like, normally I would say, you know, not to discredit the intelligence of an NBA player. But at this point, it's like, you're just an idiot. You're not doing research. You're not, because doing research includes talking to people from all different perspectives. It includes talking to doctors. It includes reading your own things, researching things on YouTube. It's not just like toggling through a bunch of pages on Google and finding some fucking conspiracy theory that throws everything on fire, like for you. Another funny thing, Kyrie, Native American Irving, the Native American community is the most highly vaccinated community in the country. And yet he's like, nope, I don't believe in it. And he went to one of their campuses to a high school and walked around the entire school without a mask. Oh, yeah, because it's mask off days. You know, no more of that uh, oppression. Fucking ridiculous, dude. And to <laughs> go back to you saying, oh, yeah, I was going to say, to go I'm back to, right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus. Um, the last thing, going back to what you said about doing research and showing how dumb they are, Kareem, again, with another beautiful quote in this article saying, uh, they're failing to live up to the responsibilities that come with celebrity. Athletes are under no obligation to be spokespersons for the government, but this is a matter of public health. By not encouraging their people to get the vaccine, they're contributing to these deaths. I'm also concerned about how this perpetuates the stereotype of dumb jocks who are unable to look at verified scientific evidence and reach a rational conclusion. Like fucking mic drop from my boy Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Another thing, this isn't just a, a U.S. thing. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. how many people have died in Brazil and in India across the world? You think they're... Italy giving vaccines to get fucking you know johnny pizza slice 99 in idaho tracking his ass like no dude like we're not it's just so goddamn selfish and so goddamn frustrating and it really is and you've got people like jonathan isaac who has 
broken and torn more things than I can name or count. <laughs> and he's the one that's saying, uh, what was his exact quote? Because I don't want to fuck up how the dumb one? he sounded. Was it the one where you said, I've been learning about black history and watching Trump videos all in one sentence? That was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the first Get bad the fuck out of here. Like, come on, bro. And then the other one was, uh, damn, where was it? I'm looking through this article right now. I thought I had it tabbed. And um, he basically says that he's not going to trust it because oh. scientists are people and you can't trust people. At the end of the day, it's people, Isaac says, are the scientists developing the vaccines. And you can't always put your trust completely in people. Shut the fuck up, Jonathan Isaac. But what they don't quote in this is you can't put your trust completely in people, but follow me while I preach the word of God. Listen to what I have to say about Savior getting saved and all that bullshit. Listen to what I have to say about why I'm the only person standing for the national anthem with my jersey on while the rest of my team is kneeling with Black Lives Matter on their shirts. But don't trust people. uh, You can't trust people. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't go too far here in that direction. He is... Man, he he fucking stinks. Over the... Who has lost more stock in the last 15 months? More than... Anybody more than Jonathan Isaacs? As far as, I mean, he's inviting his teammates to come see him preach. Zero of them showed up. up. (laughs) No one has shown up. Then he does the whole thing standing during the Black Lives Matter protest, which I'm pretty sure every single player in the bubble kneeled for. Besides Uh, Myers Leonard. (laughs) He may have had (laughs) a worse 15 months. Yeah, that's a good call. He did. He did. They're the same yeah, person. They're the yeah, same we, person. Yeah, we included that in an episode. <laughs> Not good. Um, but I do have one more quote here from uh, Media Day that I wanted to read off that I feel like is a good enough explanation and sums up how I feel as well as the majority of people um, about the whole vaccination thing. It's from Damian Lillard. And mm-hmm. this is Damian Lillard being asked about getting vaccinated. And he said, I'm not mad at people who say they need to do their research, but I have a lot of people in my family that I spend time around. I'm just not going to put their lives in danger. As a kid, I had to get shots my whole life. End quote. Yeah. <laughs> and Great way to wrap I'm, it up. I mean, that's just perfect. Like everything he said there was pretty relatable, pretty factual, and don't really know how you can combat that. Unless you want to be a stubborn person. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be too negative, but. No, it's hard not to be. Um, Um, Like the last thought, and I I do want to end on a high note with this piece, but like. Please. I think it's totally fine to give those answers as like none of your business. It's private. Like, I don't think you have to answer like, are you vaccinated? Yes or no. Um, obviously you should tell people, but like, get it for your own, like, get it for yourself, get it for your teammates and don't like, you don't need to say anything about it, but just get it and protect yourself and your teammates and the people around you and call it a day. Like yeah, put this and shit to rest. And people who are in the arena, people who work for the team, everybody. 
Right. And I was going to give fucking Kyle Kuzma some credit because I think he is vaccinated, but he didn't answer if he was. And he did the classic, uh, that's a violation of my HIPAA rights. And I was like, God, oh boy. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> really, this we're doing this? So, yeah, it's... Dame said it best, as always. Dame, Kareem. Like, yeah. that's that's who we want to hear more from. Well, I don't want to hear people try to do is put Carl Anthony Towns in front of people and try to convince him and make him tell his stories, like... Yeah, as a way a to like, I mean, it's just, give him a break. If he wants to talk about it and be an advocate, by all means. But it's like in no way should a man who lost his mother, his aunt, his uncle, got himself co- like all the shit that he's been through. Like, mm-hmm. a leave him alone. B like he does not need to be an advocate, like for other people's agendas. Um. And see, I just want him to do some, have some good come his way, man. I, he had a quote today, and mind you, Carl Anthony Towns is what twenty five years old. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, twenty five. They're asking him just about sort of like there was some drama last week with the T Wolves firing uh, their GM and getting a new head of basketball ops and all this. That's right. And every time Cat gets on the mic, it's just it's there's just so much like. I'm paraphrasing the quote, but he's like, I've been through everything, man. Death of a head coach, numerous front offices. I didn't have a chance to build any true relationships with anybody because there's always instability. I've been deframed by teammates. I've been the scapegoat for people. Shit hasn't been easy. And yeah, he's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to do my job. That's what I'm here to do. Um, But yeah, it's just like, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I feel so bad for that guy, man. Me too. He's got to have some good coming his way. If karma and all that shit is real, like he is due, 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 due for some good to come his way. And uh, man, I just hope he has a healthy year. I hope, uh, fuck it, I hope Minnesota does well. Like I really want to see Cat succeed. Not to mention he's on the same team as Ant. Yeah, Um, man. He had a funny little clip over the weekend. He was watching uh, Jared Vanderbilt Vanderbilt get his vaccine. And, you know, credit to Vanderbilt for getting it. Obviously, you can tell he doesn't want, doesn't like needles, doesn't like shots, was not comfortable. Yeah. And, man, just like, he's just like your two-year-older, like, when you're growing up, you have, like, that one cousin who's just, like, a, a, a shithead or a goofball, maybe, like, two or three years older than you. And he's just like, my arm hurt for a little bit. It's going to hurt for a little bit. You'll be all right. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. Like, just, like, gassing him up, making him feel good. And, you yeah. know. But also just being like, look at me, like I'm the man, I'm hilarious. Like <laughs> yeah. proudly slapping that vaccination sticker on his chest. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, this is an Ant Man supported podcast. Everybody knows that. Um, um yeah. Other things non-vax related, um, for Media Day. We got a great quote from Kuminga, um, our seventh overall draft pick. Um, they were asking him about, you know, how his time been in the Bay so far. And he's like, being in the Bay, I think it was my first time having a dumpling. It was good. So safe to say Bob Myers hit on Jonathan Kaminga, dumpling fan. This is a pro dumpling podcast. I had dumplings for dinner. Um, Did you? Where'd you go? Homemade gyozas, baby. Not Ooh, homemade, but frozen gyozas. But <laughs> Trader Joe's? I love them. 
Uh, not Trader Joe's, actually. Um, a local Japanese market. But I will say, gyozas, um, they pay for themselves. I was just going to say, everybody knows they pay for themselves. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, the rest of the media day, there was some stuff about, especially for the dubs, it was like, Iguodala return, talking about his his move over or what convinced him to come to the Warriors. Um, Clay Thompson being Clay Thompson, doing his Jackie mm-hmm. Moon thing. And Clay is hilarious with this like middle ground of his injury, where like all you see him now doing is just shooting a basketball <laughs> and yeah. just like talking mm-hmm. and driving his boat. Mm-hmm. He's That's great. About it. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, I was really happy to see like the stuff that Iguodala was talking about, about the young guys. Like Mm. you can tell he's already very invested in James Wiseman. He's already like taking a liking to Moses Moody and Jonathan Kuminga. I think he mentioned that uh, he's seen Wiseman around the facility. Like he's already kind of talking to him and, and really supporting him, which is really cool to see. Uh, But this is the role that, I mean, I think we both were expecting the Iguodala to step into, and it's just really nice to see that even before the season starts, he's like fully taking on that. I'm an old man veteran. I need to pretty much show these guys the ropes and make sure that I make them as good as they can be Mm -hmm. because the Iguodala signing wasn't about him being a difference maker necessarily on the court with individual skills. Like he's past that. This is about him nurturing and bringing along these other young guys um, who need to pretty much take over the franchise at some point. So I do love what we saw from Megadala today. For sure. Like they need that third person to keep the glue, keep the team together. They need another perspective. Like Draymond gives sort of like the um, like tough love style of support and and growth and mentorship. Like Steph's there. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, Steph's great. Like, I don't know really what his style is. It's not really, like, documented too much. I see, like, he's hanging out with Jordan Poole a little bit. But, like, I feel like Steph's just, like, a butterfly with everybody. Like, everybody just attracts to him. But he's not, like – I feel like you don't see him, like, taking specific people under his wing. He's just kind of, like, this, like, godly figure, like, going through the locker room. And Great way to put it. Clay is always attracted to like international players, but also just being just like a like he's getting people on his boat and just being another like just buddy. And Iguodala is like he's so calculated. He's like, here's investment strategy. Here's you know how to be a professional. Here's mm-hmm. great defensive tips. And he's working closely with with the three young guys in in Kuminga, Moody, and and Wiseman. So mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's a great ad. Um, I'm also intrigued by the competition for the 15th spot in training camp. Ah, uh, good point. We haven't brought that up yet. You want to call out who uh, who we invited to camp for that 15th spot? So we've got a four-way battle, I want to say, between mm-hmm. Langston Galloway, Jordan Bell, recently signed Avery Bradley, and... Gary Payton, too. Gary Payton, the two. He's not the second. Um, <laughs> GP <GP2. laughs> GP2. Um, am I missing anybody? Uh, is Kyo's in that mix or he's like the 14th? No, spot? He, we, we gave him a two way, so he's okay, locked two in. Way. Okay. Um, but I believe that there is another spot for a two way. So it's uh, 
it's probably going to be one of these guys. So yeah, Avery Bradley, Jordan Bell, Langston Galloway, um, Gary Payton the second, and yeah. Is Mulder fighting for that 15th spot as well, or is he locked in? Yeah, on the spot? so I believe Mulder is a non-guaranteed contract. So okay. at some point this coming year, we can cut him. Um, okay. I don't expect him to make it out of training camp, to be honest with you. I yeah. Th- ob- I, th- I mean, obviously, we'll see how it shakes out when, when they get there, but I have a feeling Avery Bradley is going to be a lot more useful in that spot than, than Mulder. I would prefer yeah. that we take Avery Bradley over him. I think Bradley is like the best, the best option, obviously. Um, Galloway's solid, I, I want to say. I don't remember if he was hurt last year. Um, or if he was just that bad that he didn't play for the Suns, then I must be wrong. But well, you um, got to remember that a campaign really broke out last year. So that's I what I'm saying. He, like, did he get his yeah. spot taken? I think and so. If so but he's get been Galloway out of here. He's been a semi-solid guard, like most of his career. I think he was an undrafted guy, and um, he's bounced around to a few different teams. But there was seasons where he was getting like damn near 30 minutes, and he was putting out pretty good production. Um, he's yeah. 29 years old, but I would just prefer to have Avery Bradley in that spot. He's taller, he's a better defender, um, just has had a better career overall. Yeah, so I'm for hoping sure. That that's that's who we end up with. Yeah, it's funny. I'm looking at the uh, just our roster. Him, mm-hmm. Bielicha, and Iguodala all played for the Heat last year. Oh shit, you're right. I yeah, I'm just looking that. at their pictures. They're all in Heat jerseys. So I'm like, oh, okay, we got three yeah. X Heat. <laughs> I forgot Brad uh, Avery Bradley was on the Heat. Yep. Um. But yeah, some big dates. We got the preseason starting this weekend, so this That's Sunday, wild. which is bananas. Or just to take a step back, training camp starts on uh, Tuesday, so that's yesterday. Um, for those listening, <laughs> yeah. um, you see what I did there? No, <laughs> I love that. Um, Pros pro. 28th is the date of training camp starting. Preseason starts on the third. Um, Nets Lakers are the first game. I don't even know what the Warriors schedule looks like. We'll so probably tune got, into a few. So we've got uh, on Monday, October 4th, we're playing in Portland. Okay. And that Wednesday, we play at home against Denver. And then on that Friday, we play at home against the Lakers. Uh, and then we go to the Lakers. And then we play Portland at home and i think that's all of the preseason they shorten it this yep. year right thank god um yeah that looks yeah. about right because the regular season starts on october 19th um, so yeah f- four days after uh, our last preseason game against the blazers regular season starts another key date to remember is i think you might have mentioned this already october 13th Vax uh, day Vax. <laughs> yes <laughs> we're going to be calling this a, a bay area holiday it's going to be Vax day and that is the day that Andrew Wiggins needs to get his first vaccination dose by. You think he gets it? Uh, I do. I think he does. Um, I mean, actually, let, let me let me uh, see exactly what this is. I don't want to spitball and say the wrong number, but um, this coming year, I believe Wiggins is supposed to make like thirty mil. So if he were to choose not to get vaccinated, he would be forfeiting half of that. Uh, excuse me, thirty-one and a half million dollars this year. So if you're, you're just 40, going forfeiting that much, no, he's making thirty-one and oh, a half. Made, 
So if he doesn't get vaccinated, he can't play at home or those two New York games. He's going to be giving $16 million back. So I just don't see any world where getting a vaccine for something that you should have that's going to protect you and your family is going to be the case for you forfeiting $16 million. That's crazy to me. Like he said, it's his problem, not ours. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and figure that out, Andy. I'm sure your significant other is not going to be too happy with you giving $16 million back to your employer. God damn it. It just makes that trade. Here I was thinking we did a good job with that trade. to get (laughs) Foolish of me to be like, oh, I think we won this trade. D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins and Kuminga. No, did not work out. (laughs) Don't speak so soon, though, because D'Angelo Russell, who we traded for him, tweeted out, I think, a week or so, not even a week ago, Kyrie is goaded after that Kyrie was came. Night. Was that tonight? <laughs> he just tweeted that. So the best friend and the teammate of Carl Anthony Towns, who has lost his mother amongst other family members to this vaccine and gotten it himself, is tweeting out that Kyrie is, should be goaded, greatest of all time, for the zoo and the circus that he's putting on regarding this vaccine. I'd, have, I'd feel some type ago. of way if I was Carl. They're supposed to be friends. That's his best friend. Him, Book, and Cat are supposed to be like the three amigos. And he's saying this shit. And I think D Book's another one that hasn't gotten vaccinated. I don't know for sure. I know he has COVID right now. Oh, really? He just got COVID, I think, this past weekend. So there's one player who has never given any sort of indication that he's vaccinated. And it's going to be really interesting to see how the father of three <laughs> yep. in year 19 washed King approaches this because all last year he gave very anti-vax vibes. Um, again, mm-hmm. I can see why he might not want to put it out there that he is um, for whatever reasons. Like he's a very, very high profile individual. I don't know what the fuck to, you know, again, it's his business. I hope he's just like sneaky getting it i still have to say if he's not vaccinated i think they bend the rules for him because the nba is not gonna fucking put a clamp on on lebron james they'll put it on Kyrie easily they'll put it on wiggins ship him off to goddamn serbia if they need to but yep that's where it's going to get interesting lebron traveling to new york lebron coming up to play the warriors um they already bent the rules for him. What was it in the finals when he showed up to like Drake's birthday oh, yeah. party or Drake's party or some shit without a mask? It was photographed. Yeah. yeah. NBA didn't do a damn thing about it. Yeah, respectfully. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I feel like we're beating a dead horse with this whole back stuff. But, um, dude, this is the best time of the year sports-wise. Um, we got college football just get, getting underway going into week four for both college football and the NFL mm-hmm. ducks are looking good while the Niners lost this past weekend to the Packers. They're looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, about to get into the playoffs. Yeah. They didn't look too yeah. good the other night. This is around the time I become a, a fair weather baseball fan. So we'll see playoffs are heating up. Expect some baseball, hot baseball takes on this show. Finally <laughs> grab our hats and our, um, 
ball catching gloves. <laughs> what do they call it? Mitts. A nice mitt. <laughs> Let's go eat some peanuts and whatnot. Um, oh, funny thing about that. Not to that. mention, uh, Team USA came away with a victory at the Ryder Cup this past weekend. They did. They beat the British off Europe, right? They did. And if you guys have never tuned in or watched Ryder Cup, you think golf is boring to watch, I highly suggest you watch. I mean, all, all the tournaments where it's a team event, like President's Cup, Ryder Cup, all those are fun to watch. But, man, I, did you get to see any of it this past weekend? Any clips on Twitter? Nothing? I saw a few clips. I saw Jordan Spieth, uh like, Ooh. Friday, I want to say. Yeah. Shot. First day, yeah. Where he almost fell off the cliff into Lake Michigan. Um, yeah, I, that was an absurd shot. I kind of just saw the highlights of sort of like the match play, where um, I, all I saw was just highlights of them like cheering super hard and giving each other fist bumps and talking shit. And I was like, yes. Um, then I saw they yeah. were kind of like blowing them out, and I was like, okay, looks like we're we're doing pretty well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like most people say watching golf is boring. There's no emotion. There's no nothing. It's not like a sport. When it comes to these team events, these guys get fucking amped, especially when you got Justin Thomas out there. Like a lot of these guys are showing this raw emotion, fucking walking in putts, fist pumping. Tony Finau must have like put his fucking hand to his ear after every birdie putt that he made. <laughs> like, I can't hear you make noise. It's beautiful. The crowd looks like it's something out of Happy Gilmore. Um, it's like it's the one it's time they get to like be part of a team again since exactly. like college sports. Yep. Um, and cheering yeah, is like promoted there, so people are getting loud. People are shotgunning beers in the stands, and I think JT and and uh, Jordan Spieth were shotgunning beers after the round as well. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to watch, man. Like the golf is all time. Uh, just the people who are playing are the best in the world. They're teaming up. They're playing with people they haven't played before. Uh, even Bryson and Brooks squashed their beef this past weekend after they won. They hugged it out. Bigger than uh, bigger than their bigger beef, than man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so USA fun. versus Europe. We got to win every time. Yes. So we got the cup back. They had it last year. We got it back. Um, and, yeah, fun to watch, man. It was good, good golf all around. you love to see it. Um, so before we hopped on, you said you wanted to talk a little Sandler. Ooh, Adam. Yeah. Adam, that is. So why don't you tell the so, people what you mean? So before we hopped on to record on this glorious night, one of my favorite uh, Adam Sandler movies was playing. Me and Bianca were watching it. It's her favorite as well, Big Daddy. Um, and it just, just got me thinking, like, I was reading through the Rolling Stone article again to kind of prepare for the show while we were watching it. And I literally do not have to look up at the TV screen and I know every word of the damn movie. Like I will laugh just hearing it. I don't have to see it. Like it's incredible. Um, So I wanted to ask you on this beautiful uh, platform that we have, what are your top three favorite Adam Sandler films? Mm. It's a tough question because he's got some good ones. But that early stretch that he did from, what was it, like 94 to maybe 01? Yeah. All hits. All hits. My top three. So. No order, I'll say. Of course. Billy Madison. Um, 
Big Daddy. Mm. Oh. Last spot. Who gets it? Rain over me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's my boy. No, um, I'm going to go with... Shout out to Mike Chin. (laughs) He he keeps telling me, watch it. I can't find it streaming anywhere. Still need to see it. That's all like Sandberg, right? When he's like... Yeah. Yeah. I know I'll love it. I just haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Um, So the right pick is... For me, it, it it's Happy Gilmore. Um, so yeah, I think those are my three. So what we got? You? you said Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Nice, solid, solid picks. All great um, roles by Adam. I think he, yeah, he wrote uh, all three of them, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Big Daddy. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, he wrote them all. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's any wrong answer here, unless you say, like, Airheads or fucking uh, Click. Just, just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say that mine are Big Daddy, The Wedding Singer. Mm. And it's tough. It's probably Happy Gilmore, but... Another undercover one. I mean, there's a few that are probably fighting for that last spot. I would say Bulletproof with Damon Wayans Ooh. is up there. That's a classic. I love that movie. I probably know every word to that one as well. Uh, obviously, The Water Boy is up in the running. Yeah. Um, and the other two that I would mention are kind of later in the career, but Mr. Deeds still gets me every time. I still fucking cry laughter every time I watch Mr. Deeds. And then the other one is uh, you don't mess with the Zohan, man. The, the first like sixty minutes of you don't mess with the Zohan is so great. So like when I was going through my top three, there was like four movies that came to mind that like aren't in the top three but are just right there, and they're just duking it out for if we were to do a, a Mount Rushmore, I had to put one on it. But mm-hmm. for me, it's yeah, I even forgot about some of those. But Mister Deeds. I fucking love Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, shit. That's a sleeper. I love that one. I love that Um, movie, too. Great soundtrack as well. Oh, yes. That's a technical sound. (laughs) That one is. Possibly a homicide. (laughs) That one is. Got a piece. Got a piece of my ass. That one is so good, man. Um, That's such a great cartoon. Fuck. Oh, and you know what? Not to cut you off, Funny People is up there for me as well. I love Funny, Funny People. Funny People is really good. Um, yeah. That one's up there. That one's just like a solid good movie. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Long, but great. Chuck and Larry cracks me up. I know it's probably mm. not like, I don't know Larry how it would fare in one. today's climate, but yeah, it's got some moments. I'm not the biggest Kevin James fan, but for some reason that movie... That one, that one cracks me up. You're not um, a big Kevin James fan. It's a love hate. So, Papa. It's a love hate. It's a love hate with, with Kevin James. I hate Paul Blart, but I love um, King of Queens. I was gonna, I was gonna say I don't, <laughs> I don't base my Kevin James love off of Paul Blart Mall Cop. I'm, I'm a huge King of Queens fan, so that's yeah. that's where my love uh, stems from. It's King of Queens. Hate Paul Blart. Chuck and Larry's kind of in the middle. Um, fair enough yeah 
But yeah, I think the one that sneaks in there for me is A Crazy Nights is so fucking funny, man. That's an amazing call. I'm going to watch that this Christmas just to get in the holiday spirit. <laughs> Such a fucking amazing cartoon. Who it's so thought? great. Yeah. Um, we talked about how bad Click was. I'm not even going to talk about the Just Go With It, Mm-mm. Jack and Jill, That's My Boy catalogs. Um, but <laughs> one we didn't mention, you know what I'm going to say? Uh, we talking, what did we not mention? Longest Yard? Nope. I, we didn't mention that one, but that one, that one's solid, but. Grown Ups? Nope. Lenny Feta? <laughs> <laughs> the Deep South. <laughs> oh my God. You're right. Little Nikki. How could we forget? Oh man. That it's one is all upon one the is, show, baby. <laughs> that one is so fucking bad. It's such a bad movie. But it's it, a horrible movie, but it cracks me up front to back. It cracks me the hell up. Yeah, it's got banger jokes <laughs> like it. It's it's his two brothers. One is uh, Debo. One is uh, the kicker from the replacements. Yep. His Satan brothers. Damien and uh, uh, Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, get in the flash. <laughs> you got Roddy Dangerfield as their dad. That's right. When pineapples up Hitler's ass. Hey, Tidhead, go with my father. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a, this is a, a quick question, but could, could be tough. What's like your favorite, what's your favorite moment or scene from any of that? Like your favorite Adam Sandler, like moment or scene? Man, there's so many. Oh, You're man. on the spot. So- yeah, so. so many that come to mind. Oh, uh, man. I feel like a fraud right now, too. I brought this all up, and, and now nothing's, nothing specific is coming to my brain. Um, What's the first thing that comes to mind? First thing that comes to mind is the, the ninth green at 9 o'clock trick. <laughs> when fucking Shooter gets him, and he gets sprayed uh, in, his, in his suit at the, uh, at the golf course. Although that's not the funniest part of his movie. It's the first thing that came to my brain. What would what would be your favorite uh, Adam Sandler scene or or whatever? It's the one that that always I come back to is Adam Sandler finding his girl Vanessa with Sid, and just that whole scene. <laughs> You're <just> right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know like, how I didn't choose that. One. <laughs> That one's fucking incredible. Oh he's my god. All, he's all pumped up with Julian. He's got his glasses on. He's ready to come and, and save the day of Vanessa. And she she's just got old man in the bathroom. Why is the bathroom door shut? He's smacking on it. Hey, Open up. Get out of here. Oh, sorry, man. I had a pa- attack of paranoia. I thought you were banging my girl. I am. I am. I don't know how that didn't come to my head straight off the top. Like that's my favorite. I probably say that movie quote more than any other movie quote that I that I would recite. And it, it's two words. It's just I am. I am. But it's the yeah. way it's the way you say it. It's the way you deliver it. You can use it in any situation. And it just right it, it it caps off with like the classic joke that we thought were funny and like when we were like twelve years old with this old balls rose like that. That is just like his. That one is probably yeah. That one. Gets Prime me. Sandler. 
you're right. That's that's like his uh, that's his Mona Lisa right there. Um, I would also last, say any no. fight scene in uh, Zohan would also be my favorite when he fights with uh, Phantom. Any Phantom. Phantom Zohan fight scene that's up there for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my last question that we can get out of here, but this week the new Sopranos movies comes out. Are you, many saints uh, of newark are you big on that are you I into am, it i am big on that um i don't have any like set in stone plans yet to go see it i would like to go see it in the theater uh my brother just finished watching the entire soprano series in about three weeks time so i know he's fucking Jesus. ready to roll yeah he's been cramming i'm very proud of him I'm very jealous too he's been texting me along the way like oh my god like Richie April, fucking cousin Tony, this and that. And I've just been jealous that it's his first time watching it. But um, I'm definitely going to get out there and see it. I would like to go see it in theaters. I haven't seen a movie in theaters since before COVID. So I would love for this to break my streak. Um, and I like how it is kind of like a, not a prequel, but it's dated before the show started. So it's a young Tony Soprano just kind of making his bones as a gangster and getting into the life. So I much prefer that than to have them fall the cast afterwards and have like fucking pussy ass AJ in it. I'm very <laughs> glad that that's not happening. Um, but to answer your question simply, yes, I plan on seeing it and I'm excited to see it. How about yourself? I've only seen halfway up through season four, I want to say, but I'm into it. I'm not like, Clearly, by that answer, I'm not like a diehard Sopranos fan. I love The Sopranos. I haven't seen it all. It's just too much TV for me to watch. Um, so, but yeah, I, I feel like those those sort of movies can go one way or the other. It looks like it's going to be pretty solid. Um, Other cool if, thing is James Gandolfini's son is playing him in the movie. That's who that is? Yeah. Love to see it. All right. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. And also, um, you don't necessarily need to see every episode of the show because it is a prequel. So you've seen right. what four four seasons, I think. So I got the gist of it. You know, you know the main yeah. characters. You know the relationships. You don't need to see anymore. You, you'd be you excited for uh, Uncle June. I cannot wait to see a young <laughs> Uncle Junior on that big screen. Everybody knows he's my favorite character. I fucking love <laughs> Uncle June. Um, yes, I'm chomping at the bit, man. I've just been watching. I've been rewatching some Sopranos uh recently as well and uh fucking uncle junior man he's one of a kind <laughs> that's awesome um well that about do it that'll do it for us today um appreciate you guys continuing to listen to us 30 episodes in um it's our curry episode it's our curry episode we are nearing our one-year anniversary as crazy as sounds granted it's about four months away but it's crazy it's been this long. We appreciate you guys' support. Um, we're going to keep on doing it. Whether you like it or not, you're going to keep hearing us weekly. It's season two. We're rocking and rolling. Uh, NBA is just around the corner. And um, hopefully my nose and my, my voice doesn't um, continue to be so nasally. Yeah. No, you'll be better by the next episode. <laughs> and uh, just want to apologize to everyone in advance for – horrible takes that we're going to keep on uh, giving you guys and yeah thanks for being open <laughs> good way to wrap it up all right guys we'll uh we'll see you next week
Yes. Take it easy. See you next time.